1: Спасибо. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers beat the Giants by a final score of 10-5. to My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me D-Mac. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMACC underscore LA. And the Dodgers, after being shut out for the first time last season, they bounce back in a big win. An angry win for your boys in blue. They scored 10 big runs on 13 hits. They get 2 in the 4th, 1 in the 5th, 5 in the 6th, and 2 in the 7th. And it is Max Muncy's world, and we are just living in it. Max Muncy owns the San Francisco Giants. Max Muncy is the Giants' daddy. Look, when the Giants players see their check, it is a Max Muncy signature because he owns that team. Look, I wish you could play the Giants every single game because he would be a 1st ball Hall of Famer. Max Muncy was fantastic once again. He has another two-home-run game. He's had four home-runs in this series, 11 RBIs, seven RBIs in the first game, of career-high, had four in this one, and heading into this series, Max Muncy, he struggled. He had one home run and three RBIs. Now he's tied for the lead in the National League with 14 RBIs. His OPS is up to 924. Max Muncy has been fantastic. Welcome back, Max Muncy. San Fran, who's your daddy? That's from Lyrical. Daddy Muncy over there. James Rodriguez. Yeah, I think at this point, Muncy, I mean, he needs to be in the owners' meetings for sure when it comes to the winners' meetings because he owns that San Francisco Giants team. And he is on a run now, he's on a roll, and we have what we need from him in the cleanup spot. Max Muncy, and also you're just seeing the adjustments he's making. A lot of these home runs coming off those breaking balls, you're seeing him taking pitches down in the zone, and he's punishing mistakes once again. And what did I tell you on Monday's show? Before the game, I felt it in my bones that he was going to go back to that step-back move, and coincidentally he goes back to that step-back move. And I promise I didn't text Muncy, I didn't call him and tell him to go back to that move, but he did that. What that allows him to do is it gets his lower half engaged. It allows him to get on top of balls. It allows him to flatten that bad path and really catch up with high-velocity pitches. allows him to see breaking balls better. And you are seeing maximum Muncie right now. But welcome to the show. And first and foremost, let me know where you're representing Dodgers Nation from tonight. And as always, I'm looking for that comedy. You did say it, D-Mac. Thanks, Goat. Yachty. Hey, man, I'm not a big... Hey, how about shout-out to Mr. Clint Pasillas, who said he was going to blow up this week. Huh? How about a victory lap for Mr. Clint Pasillas? But yeah, you know how we get... Down this show. I want your player of the game. I want to know, I want the comment of the game. I'm looking for your fire takes too. If you get a fire take, any type of hot take, you're going to see one of these.
0: Fire take.
1: If you get a comment of the night, you're going to see one of these. You win. And also, I'm looking for that Dodger dog of the night. Which Dodger played with the most dog? Which Dodger had that dog in him? And I want to know, and you're going to see one of these.
0: Dodger dog of the game.
1: So first and foremost, who was your Dodger dog of the night? I mean, how could it not be Max Muncy? But let's jump into the comment section, and we're gonna break down the entire game. We're gonna talk about Kershaw's outing, then Clayton Kershaw. He was gutty He was gritty in this one. Did not have his stuff early on, but Kersh goes six innings, allows two runs. He allows three runs, two earned on five hits, had four punch outs, two walks, a hundred pitches, sixty five strikes, eleven swings and misses, fifteen for twenty five on first pitch strikes. And how about this After after we saw yesterday. We saw Dustin May. He leaves the game after just 77 pitches. He clearly wasn't happy about it, kicking dirt on the mound. Well, tonight, Clayton Kershaw told Dave Roberts, I'm staying in this game. I'm going to stay in this game. He goes 100 pitches. He trusts his first-bound Hall of Famer, and he goes out there, and he continues to cruise because he was Clayton Kershaw after the second inning. The umpires suck. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, the call on J.D. Martinez was bad. You saw Will Smith on that call up out of the zone. He looked back and said something to him. So, yeah, very inconsistent strike zone, and one thing I will tell you about that, and a very interesting thing when it comes to the Robo-Ump's, I was reading this piece about the Robo-Ump's, and they say the Robo-Ump's are at a 7% error rate, and the umpire's at a 6% error rate, so hold on, where you don't have the Robo-Ump's ready quite yet, but I know you guys are firing away in the comments, we're going to do some rapid-fire comments, and we're going to continue to break down this game, but let me know who's your Dodger dog of the night, is it Max Muncy, do you think this is sustainable, we got Craig Osterberg, Maxwell Silver strikes again, we got Muncy with the bounce back from Nate, we got Oscar comeback player of the year will be Muncie. You heard it here first. That's from Oscar Camarina. That is definitely a fire take fire right there.
0: Take.
1: And you would love to see it. And before the season started, you guys know for weeks and weeks and weeks, when I had Max Muncie, he was on our show. I recommend going back and watching that interview. I mean, he went back and he talked about having a normal offseason and not dealing with the injury, not dealing with the, the torn UCL, not dealing with anything and it was allowing him to really get in the cage, get in his work and he felt confident heading into the season. Yes, he did have a slow start, but he went back to that step back move and I think it needs to be here to stay. Look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sometimes you got to take a step back to take a step forward and Max Muncie is proving just that. I mean, look, we, he's a guy that he needed this series and not only to play the Giants, but to play play them up in San Francisco to light a fire underneath him. And now he's ready. And I love that tag Oscar over on YouTube, Max Muncie, Comeback Player of the Year. By the way, go Google Max Muncy and and say who is the owner of the San Francisco Giants. And I think you will be very surprised because this is what it looks like. Muncy sends one way! okay it doesn't say that but it'd be really cool if it did but let's jump back to the comments here we got uh, Daddy Muncy from James over on YouTube by the way if you haven't subscribed to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel hit that subscribe button also mash that like button for Max Muncy for your Dodgers who get the win they take the series against the San Francisco Giants definitely do that we're going to be running shows all week long shout out to our sponsor all year long and shout out to our sponsor Ornitos best tequila in the game a great game in all but the bullpen is still suspect that's for Matthew Martinez. Yeah, Yancy Almonte came in, and the unfortunate thing is they're hitting him. They're hitting that two-seam fastball. They're hitting, they're hitting that sinker. They're hitting that slider, and he's just not locating well, and we saw that from Yancey. Allowed back-to-back singles in the seventh inning. One to Bart, one to Ramos. Estrada grounded into the fielder's choice to first, and then Flores singled to right to score Bart to make it 10-4. to He gets Wade to fly out, and then Davis grounded into the fielder's choice. So yeah, Yancy Almonte hasn't been Yancey Almonte so far this season, and it has a a lot to do with the command. And once he finds that, you're going to start to feel better. But to go back to your question about the bullpen not having it, how about a big bounce back night for Evan Phillips? He was mad. He was fiery. He was angry out there. You heard Jessica Mendoza talking about the emotion, the passion that he was playing with, and I agree wholeheartedly. He came out there, allowed that leadoff single to rough. He said, nah, not today. Struck out Valar with that sweeper. Struck out Yaz forcing fastball top of the zone. Struck out Bart with that... Stru- rookie out Valar with that sweeper so yeah he was fantastic tonight he definitely had a nice bounce back night and I think he is going to go on a run but here let's jump back in the comment section we're going to continue to talk about this lineup and the difference between tonight and yesterday because
0: in a roaring stadium This lineup has
1: gone cold, and that's kind of been a the theme so far this season. This lineup, this offense, they've had their cold spells, but they continue to bounce back. I mean, when they've scored zero or one run this entire season in a game, they've followed that by scoring at least 10 the very next day. Today was no different. And it, to me it was a statement win. It was a statement win by this Dodgers team who's hearing that they're not the class of the NL West. And look, the reality is, right now, the Dodgers they're looking up at none other than the Arizona Diamondbacks. So that tells you how early it is this season. That the fact that they're tied with the San Diego Padres with a seven and six record, a game back of the d back So it's still extremely, extremely early. I actually, did an interview with Alana Rizzo today of MLB Network, and she, she, she really made me feel a lot better about this team, about the fact that this organization is going to be aggressive and trying to win this season. They will make the necessary moves and address any of their needs. So it's very, it's very early. In the words of, in the words of Aaron Rodgers. Is R-E-L-A-X. Okay, just relax. This team still has a lot of talent, and you saw that on display tonight. But let's jump into the comments section. Here we got Big Boy over on YouTube. Max, we're swinging the axe like Jack in the Beanstalk. There you go. It's a comment of the night. You win. We got No Ocean Needed. That's from Nick Leira. Yeah, I like that one. That's a comment
0: tonight.
1: Yeah, man, it was not Go Get Out of the Ocean, which I've renamed. I renamed that McMunsey Cove. It was Go Get It Out of the Bullpen. We got Anthony Kane, Max Muncie, professional giant slayer. By the way, Anthony, I know you're feeling my custom-made Dodgers Nation hat, and hit me up in my DMs. I'll get you one. Trust me. Uh, we got That Funky Munsey from NC. Trace Thompson hit a bomb off a right-hander. Yeah, Craig, that's a great point. The fact that... Look, we saw the reverse splits last season, up over a thousand. You saw the the splits versus lefties, six twenty nine, and you want to see him have success versus lefties and righties. But hey, if you can hit against righties, and the majority of the league is right-handed, so that definitely is a plus. And it was great to see him. Go out there and continue on that the momentum that he built in that three run three home run game from a few weeks ago. And yeah, that was definitely something that was definitely a very positive sign that it was not just the Max Muncy show. There was other contributors tonight. How about Freddie Freeman? We haven't talked about Freddie Freeman and that electric fifteen pitch at bat. But let's get we got D Mac LA. What up, Brian Gax? We got Go Blue from Sandra Stump. We got uh home plate umpire making calls like he bet the house on the G Nats. I like that one. You're gonna get a you get a bra. <laughs> I like that one. We got anything in the strike zone. He'll get a hit on so far from lyrical bullpen was still bad. Dodgers front fan from India. What up, Travis over there on India, on in India represented. We appreciate you over there. It's Dodgers nations, not Dodgers nation. Apparently. Why did Roberts start Muncie on the bench? Careless whisper. Yeah, it's kind of the big question tonight. When you got a guy that's hotter than the devil's armpit out there, you want to allow him to continue on that momentum that he built in the first game when he had seven RBIs and two home runs, including a grand slam but that wasn't the case but he was back out there tonight and he was on fire once again he totally changed the complexion of this game and he blew things wide open but yeah we're gonna get into Kershaw's outing let's talk about the offense to get things kicked off started out there in the top of the fourth inning so top of the fourth inning JD Martinez he leads off with a triple to start the fourth a curveball inside and he just laced it now before we Into the rest of this inning I vividly remember getting some pushback from Dodger fans when I said period and point blank when the Dodgers signed JD Martinez that he was going to be an upgrade to Justin Turner and the reason for that my reasoning behind that was that he's going to bring the slug that they need in the middle of that lineup you are going to see more extra base hits and that's exactly what he's bringing you're seeing Justin Turner the average is okay but you're not seeing the slug just a few extra base hits for Justin Turner well with JD Martinez you're seeing the singles. You're seeing the triples. You're seeing this guy start to really slug. I mean, tonight, he could have easily added a home run in a, in a ball that could would have been a home run in 19 stadiums around Major League Baseball, 19 ballparks. So, yeah, I mean, J.D. Martinez already really flying up there. He's, he's tied for third with seven doubles. He has two triples. He has one home run. And, yeah, J.D. Martinez, I'm telling you, that OPS up to 881, he's still climbing. He hasn't even really caught fire like he's capable of, but you're still seeing the production. That's why I'm a firm believer that J.D. Martinez on a one-year deal – when you consider, too, that 987 postseason OPS, to me, that is going to be an upgrade. Absolutely. Great to see you, DMAC. What up, Lyrical, over there, over on YouTube? Shout out from the 206. What up, Jose? We got Fremont, California, Giants land, Dodger, Lifelong, Cindy, over on YouTube. James Rodriguez, Muncie lives rent-free in the Giants' head. That's a fire take. It's actually team. a finishing. That's a finishing more we got, how about 199 for Kershaw? Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Clayton Kershaw with two, almost 200 wins. What a career it's been. You look at 400 starts around that, that that's just such an impressive win in and- yeah, I mean, just the accomplishments continue for Clay and Edward Kershaw, who's going to be a 1st ballot Hall of Famer. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be a big moment. When he continues to reach another milestone, I want to see him get to 3,000 strikeouts before he hangs it up. I want to see him continue to add to his already elite resume. And, yeah, let I me mean, not you bring it up. We got um, we got, uh, Clay and Kershaw setting records. And I think, too, I mean, I guess this Giants team, we know – He's been so fantastic against the Giants in uh in his career and tonight he really didn't have it early on. He didn't really have it early on in that first inning but still he just he got things together and right now he's just climbing up the Dodgers. I mean, he'll probably, there's a good chance if he stays healthy, he'll also pass Don Drysdale this year. Last year, of course, he passed Don Sutton for strikeouts on the strikeout list for the Dodgers. This year, he has 199 wins. He's trailing Don Drysdale, who's currently second with 209, and then Don Sutton is first with 233 wins. So yeah, you definitely want to see him climb up there. He's already the all-time strikeouts leader with 2,820 strikeouts. You passed Don Drysdale last Last year, at 2,697. So great to see him continue to accomplish big things, and great to see that fire still burns for the GOAT, Mr. Clayton Kershaw. But here we go back into that, back into that fourth, back into that uh, the fourth inning where the Dodgers really got. Well, let's let's actually start with Clayton Kershaw. Now that we're on the topic, because first inning, he definitely was a little rocky early on with that command. Tyro Estrada, he singled to right. Wilmer Flores, he singles to right. Back-to-back singles given up by Kersh, and then Conforto into a force out to first they get flores at second and then the advances to third next batter jd davis he flies to right for the first out that gave the giants an early one nothing lead and then rough he doubles to deep center to score conforto to give the giants a two nothing lead they wanted that slider down and in he misses belt high away Ruff punishes that mistake and he puts the giants on top two nothing then after that a wild pitch rough advances to third and then he gets Villar to line out for the third out so he didn't have his best command the pitch count was getting up there and then you jump to the bottom of the second it also was a little interesting Yaz grounds to short for the first out Joey Bart singles on a bunt to third by the way how many times this year have you seen the Dodgers get burned by the bunt they definitely need to address that a little bit because teams out there like the Giants before the game Gabe Kapler had them working on bunts It's definitely a part of their strategy and Joey Bart not the fastest guy he's not going to win you any 100-meter races or anything like that. He went out there and he's able to reach on that bunt. Now, then Ramos, he hits a shot up the middle and it was bobbled by Vargas. He didn't get a clean handle on it. He couldn't hold on to it cleanly. And then it was a ground ball that just... We was playing him up the middle, ground ball right to him, and it could have easily been a double play because stepped on second, but he was fielding the ball with one hand only, didn't use it to, the other hand to protect it. Ball just kind of squibbed out, and it goes as a fielder's choice in an E4. And then Estrada, he flies to right. Barr tags from second, advances to third for the second out. Wilmer Flores, two out, two out run, uh, two out runner on run, single and um, he's able to get another run there so they get, a, they get one run on two hits and an error there to get a 3 nothing lead early on and you start to feel like hey maybe this is going to be a repeat of yesterday's action where the Dodgers weren't scoring runs the pitchers weren't getting it done but we're going to talk about this Dodgers offense who definitely had another idea we got LC says King Kirsch we got DKM the umpires RBS now then we got Kid 323 now Roberts let Muncie bat against Letty's. yeah I think you're going to see a lot of that this season I mean Max Muncy if you look at his career splits he has an OPS over 800 against lefties and righties so yeah if you want him to be your best thumper and my prediction before the season was that Max Muncy was going to hit over 30 home runs that he was going to have a big bounce back year and I have full confidence that he he is able he is going to be able to accomplish that and for him to accomplish that you need to give him opportunities against left-handed pitching so I agree with you 100% so Orlando says can't wait for Robo-Ump's no point in having Having a human call pitches. Now, Orlando, I'm telling you, the reason why you haven't seen the robo umps yet is that. They're not quite there. They're not quite there. A seven percent error for the robo umps as compared to the human umps. So it's, they still need to be refined a little bit. And I think once you see that, and once you see they're confident, maybe getting that error under five percent, then maybe they make that move. But as of right now, they're not to the point where you can throw them in Major League Baseball. Because guess what? The robo umps are going to make mistakes. Like one thing I think there's just big misconception out there is that it's not a hundred percent. They're not a hundred percent robo umps. I mean, they are also some. Sub- Subject to error at times, too. And then, I think, too, the umpires' union... I mean, my big theory has always been that the umpires are actually big investors in the Robo-Ump company. And that's why they make bad calls, because then eventually you're going to see that Robo-Ump, and then they're going to get paid. But, hey, that's me wearing my tinfoil hat. But Max the Giant Killer from Jeff Dix over on Facebook. Jeff from Brentwood, Northern California. We got fired Dave Roberts, even with the win. Nando 390. Uh, too many bad calls from LC. Yes, Fire Roberts even with the wind. We got Muncy on fire. We got we got Christian Reyes Bumgarner pitching the punching the air tonight. Now with Max Muncy hitting the second home run. One second here guys. Fire, Jeremy. And then, yeah, we got. Uh, so, when's Muncie getting a giant killer statue at the ravine? That's from Joey Sucks 666. We got Maximum Dogs from David over on YouTube. No Ocean Needed from Nick. We got DKM. Whenever the Dodgers come to the Giants, it's Muncie's. Who knows what to do? We got Facebook. with Daniel Bowler over on Facebook. Trace has four home runs and like 20 at bats this season at a 300 average and a 1300 OPS. Yeah, I mean, look, Trace Thompson is is going to get his opportunities. Trace Thompson is a guy that as long as he's able to produce when he's in the lineup, when he's given an opportunity, whether it be off the bench or whether it be starting the outfield, he is going to hopefully have success out there and do what he did last season. That is punish mistakes inside the zone and provide some power. And if he's able to do that, then, yeah, you're going to see him stick around. I think there's a good chance that he does. I think that... He's made some adjustments, and he's determined to hit left-handed pitching like he did before, and if he's able to do that, like I said, the Dodgers won't be without a Trace. He will be on the team, and yeah, if you look at uh, Trace Thompson's numbers right now, He's 6 for nineteen, four home runs, 11 RBIs, 8 strikeouts to 4 walks with a 14.05 OPS, hitting 3.16. So, yeah, those are definitely impressive numbers in a small sample size, and hopefully he can continue just that. But, yeah, jump to the Dodgers on the offensive side, and let's jump to that top of the fourth. So, like I said, J.D. Martinez. let's actually do some more comments here, and then we'll start bringing it down a little more. But welcome to the Dodgers Nation postgame show. Like I said, Max Muncy owns the San Francisco Giants once again. The Giants... Daddy tight. Heck yeah, D-Mac, Anthony Keene. We got uh, Daniel Bowler Betts, Audi Smith, Freeman, Trace Muncie, Martinez Vargas, CT3, Brahamir, 98. Muncy blew the Giants back out. <laughs> okay, that was a little much. Uh, Joseph Megazeni, a Dodgers Nation post-game show. Day one, Joseph Megazeni, that Freeman bat at that Freeman at bat, though. What a pro. Yeah, I mean, Freddie Freeman. What more can you say about Freddie Freeman? And the fact that not only was that such an impressive at bat, I was getting flashbacks of Alex Cora taking 18 pitches and then hitting a home run. And, yeah, it was such a great at-bat because, one, it put the Dodgers ahead for good. I mean, after they go up 4-3, they never look back. And you're talking about, of course, the top of the sixth inning where Trace Thompson, he gets a leadoff walk. Chris Taylor, he gets another walk. He was down 1-2 in the count. He took three straight balls, so it was good to see Trace and Chris Taylor draw those leadoff walks. And then Mookie Betts, he walks, and that loads the bases. So three straight walks to start the top of the sixth inning. And then Freddie Freeman with the bases loaded no he draws a walk on 15 pitches i mean he saw more pitches during that at bat than the shark tank judges i mean this guy is just phenomenal his pitch recognition and that gave the dodgers a 4-3 lead he fouled off 11 pitches a combination of sliders and singers from rogers talking about some pitches up out of the zone and he has had some uncharacteristic chases during this series and you saw his eye was locked in once again and like I said, the Dodgers, they played another run with that, it puts them ahead four to three. And then following that, bases loaded, still no outs. And Will Smith, he hits a sack fly to center. So. That gives the Dodgers a five to three lead. So yeah, I mean that inning. Anyway, I mean, what a what a fantastic at bat there by Freddie Freeman. But before we get into that, let's talk about that fourth inning too. I want to mention some of that and we'll get there. But let's get back into this comment section. We got Max Muncy, rightful CEO of the San Francisco Giants. That's from Dangtacular Cheesehead. We got BC. Fun fact: Muncy hitting 555 versus Giants, 121 versus everyone else. I like that fun fact. But hopefully, like I said. Next month, he just, he just needs to visualize that he's playing the Giants each and every time.
0: Fire, there
1: we go. But yeah, we got d Should we put the comments where we are representing? Yeah, always, man. I'll read those out. We got pound-for-pound pound Dodgers take the series. We got Daniel Bowler. Trey should be batting fifth every game while he's young. Oh, my God. I don't think so at that point. I think he still needs to be a little more consistent. And I think there's guys, uh, I think with Trace, you don't want to rush things. You want to have him playing in the role that he's comfortable in, and that is using him in spots where he's down the order, where you don't have that pressure, where, yeah, if he if he earns his way up the lineup by going on a tear, then maybe you consider that. But I think right now, if Max Muncy's hitting the way he is, the way they like to stagger the lineup with righties and lefties, you're very comfortable with Max Muncy hitting fourth. And J.D. Martinez, who we ran off his numbers, he's one of the league leaders in extra base hits right now. You're absolutely happy with him in the five spot, So, yeah, to me, I wouldn't mess with that at all whatsoever at this point, the way this offense is rolling. But Max is worth a million. I like that from David over on YouTube. We got Bunsen for Easter Bunny. Easter Bunnies from Daniel Bowler. Let's go on with this.
0: You there we go. Win.
1: We got, uh, yeah, you're a true fan. We got, uh, he mishandled the ball from BC. You know, tonight, their bats came alive. That's from Eric Lucier. We got David... We got David Rochester, New York in the house. Doug, we got Daniel Trace is insane. Let him roar every night. We got BC d Since I discovered the channel in 2020, I haven't missed a game. Wow, I really appreciate that. BC, man, that means a lot. Definitely means a lot. This has grown quite a bit. We got sponsors now. Jim Beam and Ornitos rocking with us. More shows than ever. Yeah, things have definitely trended in the right direction. Daddy d over on Z. Look, the only daddy tonight is Max Muncy who is the daddy of the San Francisco Giants. But yeah, appreciate you on that one. But yeah, getting back into yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on Kershaw's outing too? Give me your grades for Kershaw's outings. And also, I'm looking for to get an update on the Miguel Rojas injury because look, that definitely is something that could be very problematic if he has to miss time. Because, I mean, yeah, Chris Taylor. He definitely is capable of playing the position defensively, offensively. He continues to struggle. I mean, he's definitely, he's one of the lowest producing offensive players in the game thus far. He's struggling with strikeouts. So we'll see what the update is with that and, Yeah, the thing with Miguel Rojas is he's dealt with cramps. He's dealt with lower body injuries that he's worked his way through, and it hasn't been anything serious. But groin injuries tend to linger. Hamstring injuries, they tend to linger. So we are going to get the latest on the Miguel Rojas injury situation. We got David Doug, the wordsmith, McCame. I guess I'm not Will Smith. I'm wordsmith. No. Uh, B.J. Walter. Uh, with Belly probably gonna hit 400 against us and finish the season at 190 BC. Yeah, I feel something very dodgery. Knuckles 777. I call Belly Bomber at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, do you guys think Cody Bellinger is going to leave the yard? We got Andrew over on YouTube, Max Money Muncie. Yeah, you guys are feeling Max Muncie, and it's a great sight to see. I can tell you firsthand, Max Muncie, there's no one that wants it more. There's no one that works harder than Max Muncie. So that's something you can trust on this guy. He puts in the work, he's an absolute cage rat. And it's great to see him getting his season really going. Let's just say, hey, the season started now for Maximo Muncie. So, yeah, we got uh, – give me one second here, guys. I'm trying to get that update for you on Miguel Rojas. Any update, yeah. Anyway, let me see what Doc's got to say on that. Okay, yeah, so still waiting on an update. So, yeah, jumping back in that fourth inning. So, yeah, JD Martinez, leadoff triple to start the fourth. Curveball inside. He laced it. Then, one one count. James Outman singles to center to give the Dodgers their first run of the night to make it three to one. Giants. Outman looked like And then. Shortly after that, Altman looked like he had stole second, but then they reviewed it and it was overturned. So Altman's gotten burned on some stolen base attempts. This team really hasn't used the stolen base to their advantage like we've seen some of the other teams use it against them. And he clearly was out. Then following that, Vargas lined to center for the second out. And then the Dodgers, they're back in business. Peralta singles to left. Then Rojas singled to center on a line drive up the middle. And then he comes up a little gimpy. And it looked like it, like I said, it looked like it was just a cramp at first. But he leaves the game. Chris Taylor comes in. But a nice job by the bottom of the lineup, turning it over for the top of the order in Mookie Betts. And Mookie, he hits a double 0-1 pitch. That scores Peralta to pull the Dodgers within one at 3-2. to two. So the runners on second and third. Freddie Freeman, next batter, he lines out. But the Dodgers, they get two runs in the fifth. And they left two runners stranded. But the big storyline there was the fact that Mookie Betts, he was able to get that big double, and that helped the Dodgers add another run there. But the whole fact that Miguel Rojas, who's dealt with some injuries, he gets banged up again. That's not what you want to see. And it was a nice night for Mookie Betts. Once again, we got a walk, goes one for five in the strikeouts, and had one strikeout. But yeah, he definitely was producing top of the order. And then, well, then to go jump to the top of the fifth. The Dodgers, Will Smith, he grounds to short for the first out. And then Max Muncie, 3-2 pitch. He homers to center. Go get it out of the bullpen. Three Ties things up at 3-3. His 24th career home run against the Giants. So, yeah, that definitely changed the game right there. Evens the score. Max Muncy, he's back, and he's terrorizing San Francisco. Then you jump to that top of the sixth inning that we were talking about. And, yeah, we're already – we got the – Max Muncy, then then Max Muncy in the sixth inning, he hits a three-run shot, and on a 2-0 count, he hits a three-run shot to right to make it 8-3 Dodgers, and yeah, I mean, then the game was blown wide open, you jump to the top of the seventh, Mickey Vargas, who just continues to walk, so many walks for Miguel Vargas, I'm telling you, my dog is starting to get jealous, and he draws that leadoff walk at the next batter, 1-2 pitch, Trace Thompson, he hits a two-run bomb to left, 426 feet to make it 10-3 LA, so Yeah, definitely an offensive explosion for L.A. And we talked about Yancey Almonte. Not the best night for Yancey. Gives up the run. Gave up a multitude of different hits. Wasn't able to really miss enough bats and locate that two-seam fastball enough. And he's a guy that definitely is struggling with the command early on. So definitely going to have to keep an eye on Yancey Almonte. But, yeah, still waiting on that update for Miguel Rojas. But Brian Reynolds also continuing to price himself out of Pittsburgh That's Justin Llamas. get well soon, Corey. Yeah, he's gonna miss a month. Chris Carter, hit F in the chat for Belly's standing ovation Friday. Yeah, I think he's gonna get a great. A great ovation. I mean, it's Cody Bellinger. This is someone who won an MVP. He made multiple all-star teams. He's a World Series champion who has one of the most iconic home runs in the history of Dodger baseball in his go-ahead home run that went as the game winner in Game 7 of the 2020 NLCS. How about when he robbed when he robbed Ringworm Boy, a.k.a. Fernando Cheats of his lunch money in the NLDS? So many iconic plays. Ridiculous. I mean, Cody Bellinger, you are ridiculous. How many legendary moments that he have for this franchise so yeah to me he definitely has earned his once a Dodger always a Dodger status and I'm sure that he's going to get an outpouring of love and support from the Dodger faithful because even when he was struggling he was still hearing some of the loudest chants of all the Dodgers players so I expect more of the same this is someone who is in my eyes, one of the most accomplished Dodgers of the last five to ten years. So, hey, hopefully he turns things around Chicago. But hopefully it's not this weekend. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Dodgers need to go home and take care of business against the Cubbies. But yeah, Clayton Kershaw's outing, at as a whole, like we talked about earlier, first two innings a little bumpy, but then he really settled in and he took care of business. He was cruising. We went through his line, 100 pitches, 65 for strikes. He allowed two, three runs, two earned on five hits, four strikeouts. Cruz really the rest of the way. Got some big strikeouts when he needed him to. The third inning, he had a 1-2-3 inning. Fourth, another 1-2-3 inning. Fifth, issued that leadoff walk to Estrada. But then he goes to that slider to get Flores to ground into a double play, so gets that pitcher's best friend. And then he strikes out J.D. Davis for the third out. Comes out in the bottom of the sixth, and he talks to Dave Robertson to give him the ball for one more frame. He strikes out rough looking on a perfectly located fastball on the outside corner for the first out. Then he gets VR to ground out for the second second out, then he gets Yaz to ground to first for the third out. So, yeah, I think pitching as a whole – I give Clayton Kershaw on the night. I'm going to give Clayton Kershaw by his standards. I'm going to give him a solid B six innings, gave this team a great chance to win. And it's not like he had this big lead the entire game. He was playing from a deficit, pitching from behind the entire night, but still was able to grind things out. And that is when you really see a pitcher that takes it to the next level. Not guys that go out there and they have their best stuff. When you have your best stuff, it's easy. When that slider is breaking, when you're locating your fastball, when you have the velocity, it's a piece of cake for a lot of these guys, it's when you don't have your stuff, when you don't have to feel for that breaking ball, when you're not locating that slider or you're missing middle-middle, that is when you struggle, but when you can fight through that, like we saw Dustin May yesterday, like we saw from Clayton Kershaw today, like we've seen from Julio Urias forever, it is something that really it builds to the character of this team, the identity of this rotation, and that we're going to go out there, we're going to get a bit everything we have each and every night, and also it's so pivotal, it's absolutely imperative that they get Innings from the starting rotation because right now the bullpen is the weakest unit on the Dodgers. There's a lot of questions, a lot of guys that are starting to really try to figure things out. But until they do, the starting rotation, they need five, six innings each and every start to really take the load off the bullpen and allow them to stay in game. So yeah, in my in your opinion, what do you guys think is the is the weakest position group of the Dodgers right now? My answer to that would absolutely be the bullpen. But I want your takes down below in the comment section. We got uh, uh, Kirsch. We had D-Mac for president. What up, Daniel Macy? You got a fire take for that? Thinking here. This is not working.
0: There
1: we go. We got uh, Giants will be this year's in this year's seller. Yeah, I mean, the way I picked the division before the season started, I had I had the Giants finishing in fourth place and the, and the Rockies finishing in fifth place, the Diamondbacks finishing in third place. So yeah, I would tend to agree with that for sure. Uh, but let's go back down here did someone shine a laser on Max's eyes so crazy now back in the when they played the Mets a few years ago we got bullpen is lousy how to improve the bullpen is to upgrade the lineup and the rotation at the deadline Justin Lamos yeah I discussed this with Alana today and she said some very interesting things about this organization and the way they go about it but uh, D Mac become a Dodgers manager and sign the two Nintendo stars for long term yeah that would be interesting I mean I think I would have to become an owner or a front office executive for that to happen. But, yeah, still trying to get word on the Miguel Rojas injury. See if Doc said anything. We got um, – so, yeah, he exit with that leg injury. Let's see what the latest is, though. And that's just going to be a big blow to the shortstop depth if he has to miss any significant time. He he yeah, he suffered cramping in the left hamstring that got him removed from Wednesday night's game against the Giants on the road. Anything after the game? Yeah, it's pretty much all we have right now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, pretty much it. Dodgers. Miguel Rojas left tonight's game with a left hamstring cramp. Yeah, that's definitely something you want to keep your eye on because the Dodgers are a few injuries away from having Yanni Hernandez or Luke Williams play shortstop for them. Hey, who knows? Maybe Mookie Betts can give a crack at the shortstop spot, which I am definitely against because I want to see Mookie playing where he is now and producing offensively. But, look, I think, look, Tim Anderson, he's on the IL. He's going to be out for two to four weeks. I think, though, White Sox, Reinsdorf, he needs to accept that he's in a rebuild, and I would like to see the Dodgers go out there and pick up some pieces from the White Sox. I mean, <laughs> some of their starting pitching, they haven't gotten off to great starts, Giolito or Lance Lynn, but the Dodgers might be in need of another starting pitcher, some bullpen help. We know that they're natural trade partners. They've done deals in the past. Some of them have been good. Some have been bad. The Paul Canerco deal, not a fan of that, but still, the Dodgers, I think they're going to probably make a move for a shortstop at some point, because offensively Miguel Rojas he has he's had hits in two different games but I'm concerned about the durability issues because when you're 34 playing that physically demanding shortstop spot it's definitely a difficult difficult task so we'll see what the Dodgers do but let me ask you that down below do you think LA should consider trading for a shortstop do you like the idea of making a move for Tim Anderson let me know down below in the comment section hey D-Mac, when will we see Gavin Stone I mean You're going to see Gavin Stone, but it's not going to be anytime soon. It won't be anytime soon. Talk to some people down at the farm level, guys that are watching him, and there still is some work to be done with Gavin Stone before he gets his opportunity. And look, the reality is, look, his first start did not pitch well. Second start... April 5th, five innings pitched, allowed one run on three hits, 5Ks, no walks. He retired 12 consecutive batters. He was looking much more like the Gavin Stone that we've really got hyped about, that we expected to emerge as a key contributor maybe this year, but absolutely in the future. Well, he looked pretty solid that game, but last night, he did he not look very good. I mean, he ended up going, going three runs on three hits, had four walks, two punch-outs, and four innings of work. So, yeah, he just hasn't had it in two of his three starts. So, until he can string together multiple dominant starts, they're not going to bring him up. Let's not forget, he's only pitched 23 in the third's innings at the A level before this season. So, he needs more seasoning. He needs more refining. And I think, too, you don't want to rush him up too early because if you want to bring him up later in the season when – maybe he's going to have more of an opportunity to have an impact in the postseason. You're not going to burn him out too early in the year. and I projected him to make seven starts, throw around 56-57 innings and for him to do that, you're going to see him later in the year. But look, I mean, the reality is, if it's out of necessity, if Ryan Pepio's injury lingers with the oblique injury, if Tony Gonsolin's injury with the angle affects his mechanics and he has to miss an extended period of time and Michael Grove can't get it done, maybe he's a guy you turn to and he's one of the first guys up if those guys can't get it done because Bobby Miller is still a ways away and Michael Grove he struggled in his first two starts so we'll see what happens but it's not going to happen soon but uh, DFA Taylor yesterday that's from Jay Bullet. yeah Chris Taylor he continues to struggle and I think kind of my thoughts on Chris Taylor are look Remember last week with Max Muncy? He was the worst player in the world. He couldn't hit a lick. He couldn't hit sand if he fell off a camel, right? Well, guess what? Now he's the hottest player on the planet. Things can change very quickly in Major League Baseball. He can go on a run. And also, too, he's one of the streakiest players in Major League Baseball. I mean, he's a guy that can put together stretches where he can miss. But the thing with Chris Taylor is he just has a really, really – the way his load is, I mean, it's a little extreme. And it really hurts his margin for error. I think his approach needs to change. I think he needs to get more bat to ball. And that's just not kind of the guy he is. But, I mean, just mechanically, he just hasn't been sound since really back in 2021 when he was on fire early on in the year. Then he dealt with that neck injury. And, yeah, if you're looking at Chris Taylor so far this season, I mean, he is definitely struggling in a really, really bad way. I mean, a strikeout rate of over 40%, a walk rate at 8% the strikeouts are bad i mean yeah i mean he's one of the least productive players in major league baseball so far so yeah unfortunately unfortunately he's going to uh have to work his way through this because, I mean, look, the the good thing about this, t- and also, too, I mean, if he has to play shortstop more with Miguel Rojas ever has to miss time, I mean, you're going to have to need him in the lineup. And when he's in the lineup playing a position like the shortstop position, I think that's going to take a toll on him offensively as well. But, uh, you know, jump back in the comments, guys, and we will let you guys enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. Enjoy this victory, and also be sure to look out for an interview with Alana Rizzo tomorrow. We talk about Shohei Otani, Corbin Burns, some of the big free agents, lots of jam-packed... is jam-packed with a lot of really, really interesting tidbits and nuggets about your boys in blue and the outlook of this team. We got Dian Truder. Somebody was saying CT3 is dropping his bat, so he's unable to hit certain pitches. I mean, look, if you look at... If you look at his load and the way he approaches pitches, yeah, you're seeing his hands kind of get underneath things and he is kind of dropping the barrel. I mean, JD Martinez calling kind of like a pump and dump strategy. But the reality is just kind of the bat speed in general has slowed down. I mean, look, when you get older, a lot of times that quick twitch leaves, and I think Chris Taylor hasn't really adapted to where he is at physically and athletic at this athletically at this stage of his career. And look, the reality with Chris Taylor is he's a guy that's always had a lot of swing and miss. In his game. Last season had a 35.2% strikeout rate. Before that, when he was an all-star, he had a 28.7 strikeout rate. He has a 28.7 career strikeout rate. You just want to see him get closer to his career norms. But the big issue isn't the strikeouts with Chris Taylor. It's that the power has plummeted. It's that there is no extra base hits. With him, you were going to sacrifice some of those. You want to sacrifice the, the on-base percentage. You going to sacrifice some of those strikeouts in order for him to get doubles in the gap, to get home runs, but you're just not seeing that. So hopefully he can break out and figure some things out and really try a bold adjustment like Max Muncy made. But uh, Daniel Reyes Freeman was passing out souvenirs tonight. Really, where was that at? Like people pass out candy and on Halloween. Was that on TV, Daniel? Uh, DKM only used Mario and Donkey Kong for pinch hitting and running. D.Mac, we got Xander Bugger is Padres' best hitter. Soto El Hoto is MIA. Yeah, Xander, who's on my fantasy team, by the way, has gotten off to a great start. D.Mac, you catching a Dodgers game this season? Yeah, I mean, I usually go to the game as as media league once a series, so I'll be there this weekend. Uh, they miss Seager. Uh, at some point, we have to stop being mad at Vestia and start being mad at the ones who trust him. Jay Bullitt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, your name Bullet, well, he's one of their bullets, and you don't have a lot of bullets as as far as lefties go, so you have to trust Vassier. He looked much better getting those strikeouts, avoiding the heart of the plate, elevating that fastball, and as long as he does that, he can be successful. But, yep, guys, that is going to do it for another episode of the Dodgers Nation Post Game show, back for back-to-back nights. Like I said, we're doing more shows than ever, and it's all thanks to you guys for supporting this channel and supporting the show. Like I said, it's your show. I'm just hosting it, and... There's another big night for Max Muncy and the Dodgers who win the series against the San Francisco Giants, taking two of three, scoring 10 runs and just bouncing back in a win big way, getting an angry win against the Giants. Hey, Muncy, he is the Giants' daddy. He owns this franchise, and it was great to see him get back on track this series. But, yeah, a couple more more final comments, and we'll – We'll get out of this one. Made a mistake of not bringing my water up here, but uh can we you were the bomb dude. I think thanks, Diane Schroeder. Uh, we have to outscore everyone, Daniel Bowler. Hey, the first time to the rotation, they were solid. Uh, see you tomorrow with the off day tomorrow, but uh, yeah, hopefully the Dodgers, they can take three out of three against the Cubbies, but uh, yep, guys, thanks for rocking with us. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow us, show follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at DMAC underscore LA. For all things Dodger baseball, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you really want to support the channel, smash that like button. And remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball and until next time think blue bleed blue and i'm out